At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, the first question that I want to ask you today is, do you think if Cincinnati's holder had ever watched the movie Ace Ventura, he would have known not to keep the laces in on the overtime kick that McPherson missed? (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what. (laughs) I've never watched Ace Ventura, and I I knew uh, not to keep the laces in. Um, when the guy <laughs> kicked it. However, I understand that um, there was some conversation uh, in the uh, iHeart Studios uh, on Monday, and um, Randy Bauman of the Place Kicking Bauman's, um, <laughs> who is the uh, you know the quarterback of the wildly popular DVE Morning That's Show, right. explained that on a field goal of that length, you should still the laces should not matter. Mm. Ray Finkel has something uh, to say about that, Randy Bauman. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but um, there there is a disparity of opinion on that. But uh, hey, you know, as um, a famous uh, former coach of the Steelers once said, "Whatever it takes." Edward Umloff from Wellington, Ohio, has our first question today, Labs. And not only is it a quarterback question, keeping our streak alive, it's a question about a quarterback that's not even on the roster right now. (laughs) Do you know the status of Chris Oladokun? I understand he was waived, but I thought he would at least be signed to the practice squad, which hasn't happened. Is he currently out of football, or was he claimed by another team? Okay, uh, Edward, as you mentioned, yes, Chris Oladokun was waived. By the Steelers. Okay, then since he went unclaimed uh, during the 24-hour waiver period, um, that means then that he was a free agent. So if he had been claimed, uh, whichever team had claimed him, then they would have had to put him on their 53-man roster, and he would not have been free to go anywhere else. But he was not claimed, so he cleared waivers, and then he's allowed to sign you know, with any uh, team either for their practice squad or their active roster. And so uh, he decided to sign with Kansas City Chiefs uh, and go on their practice squad, and that's where he currently is right now. 
Jason Praster from San Antonio, Texas, wants to go back-to-back with quarterback questions. When was the last time the Steelers dressed three quarterbacks on the game day roster each week? The Bill Cower days? Yeah. Um, well, let's let's say this. During the inactive list era, because, you know, going back, um, uh, you know, 40s, 50s, I mean, I, I have no idea. But during the inactive list era, uh, the only time the Steelers drafted three quote-unquote quarterbacks on a regular basis was when Cordell Stewart was at the height of his slash powers. So uh, those years would have been 1995. The Steelers had Neil O'Donnell and Mike Tomczak as the game day quarterbacks. They were both active. Stewart was also active, but he was listed as a quarterback slash wide receiver. Right. Then the fourth quarterback on the roster at that time, Jim Miller, he was inactive through the season. Then you go into 1966, and all three quarterbacks on the roster at the time, Tom, Zach, Miller, and Stewart, were in uniform on game days, but um, Stewart played the slash position. I feel like I might be getting a little bit of a fever here, Labs. I'm getting lightheaded because Michael Johnson from Houston, Texan wants to ask Houston, Texas, wants to ask another quarterback question. That's three in a row. I don't think we've ever done three in a row before. Is that our record? I I don't know, but this is chaos right now. My head's spinning. I can barely see straight. I'll try to make out the question. In your opinion, what would have to happen to make a switch at starting quarterback, not including an injury? Oh, this is the best one of the quarterback questions. (laughs) Well, uh, what it wouldn't be is uh, who has Kenny Pickett on their fantasy team. I can rule that out. That would not be a reason. Um, No, the reason would be, you know, the team would have to be losing, first of all, right. and not just a game, you know, and not just be losing at the at the half, okay? There has to be, you know, a losses, and then the determination would have to be made by Mike Tomlin that the quarterback was uniquely responsible for the losing. Now, I'm not going to say solely responsible for the losing, but uniquely responsible for the losing. Uh, I hope um, you all understand the distinction there. Are you, do you or do I do or should I continue to try to explain? Well, I understand the, the extinction, the distinction. But okay. do you think the okay. listeners do? Well, um, let me just I, I'll try not to put them all asleep or have them all <laughs> clicking off. Um, you know, uniquely responsible would be, you know, turning the ball over, um, missing, um, you know, clear opportunities to either make plays or put points on the board. Not, you know, and then when you would go over the game, you know, maybe the defense didn't do something in a couple of different situations or, you know, the special teams made a mistake here or there. So it's not like the quarterback was solely responsible for that loss, but in his position and as a guy handling the football on every offensive snap, he would be uniquely responsible in that situation. Are you surprised at all that there has been a section of Steelers Nation that despite the win and the, you know, setting up of a no. game field, no. <laughs> nothing surprises no. you at all anymore, huh? No. Kenny, no, I'm, Kenny, know, Kenny. Oh, I, I mean, and I I, uh, I cringe a little bit right. um, for Sunday, the home oh, open. Oh, yeah. Um, what's going to happen then? And here, let me just ask you this. What do you think would happen? If the starting offensive unit is introduced, and it's Mitch Trubisky coming out, booze, yeah, booze. I mean, what do you think of that? 
I, I think, think it's awful. I think it's a disgrace. The teams want to know. Mitch led a game-winning drive to put Boswell in field goal range in overtime. And didn't turn the ball over. Not once. Which That's the credo for the offense this year. Don't turn the ball over. That's number one first and foremost. He did a phenomenal job. Um, I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say phenomenal. I would say that uh, it was clearly good enough to win with. And, um, you know, I also think the other thing that I think was that impressed me about it was after the game in the locker room, Trubisky was pointing out the things that he can do better. Mm. So he, he, you know, he's aware. He doesn't think that he played perfect. He understands he didn't. And he was also, in my opinion, pretty right on in terms of what he needs to do better. You know, he said he was a little hesitant to tuck the ball and run. He needs to take some more shots down the field. And, you know, all of that is correct. So, you know, he doesn't have to be, um, right. you know, been in his prime uh, in the first half of the first game. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I really do believe that Steelers fans spent a lot of recent uh, time complaining about Roethlisberger, and they really don't realize what they had. And now that they don't have it, <laughs> um, they're going to be complaining about that a lot too. Kevin D'Angelo from Laurel, Maryland is a party pooper and ends our streak of quarterback <laughs> questions because he wants to know <laughs> <laughs> when a player is signed to a team's practice squad, can other teams sign that player to its 53-man roster during the season? If so, does the team losing that player get compensated? Yeah, players on the practice squad can be signed by any other team in the league. But if they are signed by that a, a particular other team in the league, that team has to put that player on the on its active roster and has to stay on its active roster for three weeks, three games. Mm. Uh, that, that rule, that's, well, I'm going to nickname it the Tom Coughlin rule <laughs> because what happened was when Coughlin was the coach of the Jaguars, he was kind of famous slash notorious for signing Steelers players off the practice squad like the week before <laughs> we would play the Jaguars, you know, pick their brain and then cut them right after. So, um, yeah, so now you ha- you not only have to put them on your 53-man roster, but you have to keep them there for three games. So that means that makes it more of a situation where, you know, you're actually interested in this guy as a player as opposed to just, you know, making him uh, change zip codes, you know, just for what he might be able to tell you about, uh, you know, audibles at the line of scrimmage. Essentially hiring um, a spy is what they were doing. Yeah. Yes. And then to the other part of the question, uh, no, a team, any team that loses a player off its practice squad to another team receives no compensation. Joe Manecci from Savannah, Georgia asks, from what I can tell, it looks as if Mike Munchak is currently not working in the NFL. Given the state of the offensive line, do you think that the Steelers should be trying to bring him back? Um, You know, this is not uh, that kind of situation. I mean, you know, Mike, Mike Munchak accepted that job with the Denver Broncos, you know, that lateral move right. because, for, for family reasons. I mean, his one daughter and her husband and their child live in Denver. And their other daughter and her husband live in Los Angeles. And I'm sure that Mike Munchak's wife, you know, being a football wife for you know, her entire adult life, you know, when she married him, he, that he was a player, um, then he was a coach, you know, so 
um, she's moved around. She's had to live, you know, where he lived based on his job, wherever that was. And, you know, Mike Munchak came into the NFL as a number one pick. Okay, he was a number one pick. He played, I don't know, more than 10 years, 12 years. So he was earning first-round pick money all that time. And he went directly from playing to coaching and coaching at the NFL level. Okay, so NFL coaches may not make player money, you know, but it's not exactly minimum wage either. <laughs> so he went right into that. Then he was a head coach for three years. So then he's making head coach money. So at this time in his life, I really believe, knowing a little bit about the kind of guy Mike Munchak is, um, he's not exactly uh, in any kind of desperate need. Plus, he has the pensions. He has a player pension and a coaching pension, So if you wanted to take those. So he's not exactly um, hurting for cash where he's going to have to accept any job that is offered, you know, to pay the mortgage. So, you know, Pittsburgh is not in Denver and it's or not close to Denver and it's not close to L.A. And if Mrs. Munchak wants to be close to her family, her daughters and her grandchild, and I don't know if there's more than one grandchild now at this point, but, uh, you know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, I'm sure that that is a, a significant consideration in what he chooses to do. Now, Mike Munchak right now is not in coaching. My understanding is, I think, I'm pretty sure, I think he's getting paid this year based on his pre last assistant coaching contract with the Bengals. So, But if he wanted a job in the NFL, <laughs> I mean, he could get it before this podcast was over. So... It's not a it's not a situation of should the Steelers bring him back? You know, does Mike Munchak want to coach anymore? And where if he does, where does he want to do it? Because as I said, I don't believe it would be very hard for him to get a job wherever he wanted to get one. So um, you know, Steelers fans need to, I think, just give it a little bit of rest about, you know, Mike Munchak. Thank him for his time here. Uh he helped out. He was a he was a Nice addition, great guy to be around, an asset to the organization. Let the man live his life. I mean, seriously. Um, no, Labs. He has up. to come back and coach for the Steelers. He has no. <laughs> he's not allowed to have a retirement or anything like that post football. He's got to be in football until he dies. That's how it works. Oh, okay. Uh, and well, and he has to be in Pittsburgh too. That's too. Oh, you're right. Exactly. Only one of the 32 teams he's allowed to coach for. Jason Fattori from Tampa, Florida asks, I've been a Steelers fan since the 1970s, and I've always loved keeping up with news from training camp and preseason. Tyler Vaughn showed great instincts, anticipation, and hands in the preseason. I surely thought he'd at least make the practice squad. Do you have any info about him you could share that kept him off the team? Um, You know, uh, it seems that every summer there is a uh, unknown – uh, on the roster, who becomes the darling of Steelers Nation, Tuzar Skipper. Oh, yes. Uh, rings a bell. Uh, and um, obviously, this summer it was uh, Tyler Vaughn's, who, you know, um, I thought he had a pretty nice training camp. And what I could see, you know, in the preseason, he, uh, he did okay. But, you know, from the very beginning, you know, when they players first reported on July 26th, it was going to be a very tough. <coughs> excuse me, very difficult task to make the roster as a wide receiver, even though the Steelers lost 
three of their top five. Excuse me. <clears throat> three of their top five players from a year ago. You're just getting choked up because you want TV on the team. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. My eyes are watering. I'm starting to cry too. Um, but you look, just let's look at the numbers. Um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Calvin Austin the third, and Gunnar Olszewski. Okay, that's five. Right. Okay, those guys were going to be on the team. Now, maybe the most the team was going to keep was six. So, um, and that's if the sixth guy was a, a significant asset on special teams. Because usually the sixth wide receiver position, if the guy's in a significant asset on special teams, then he's inactive. And so then maybe you don't keep a sixth receiver. You know, you keep guys on the practice squad for practice, and then maybe you keep an extra defensive back or running back or whoever, whatever position it might be that is a significant contributor on special teams. Okay, so anyway, injuries um, are a factor, but the Steelers got lucky at receiver uh, in terms of injuries. So um, Miles Boykin, young veteran, uh, he emerged as a first-string gunner on the punt team, and he represented himself okay in uh, on offense as a receiver. Uh, that made him the uh, that was the difference maker. I mean, Boykin is making tackles as a gunner on the punt team. Tyler Vaughn's really didn't contribute anything significant uh, on the punt team or any special teams. So it wasn't necessarily anything lacking in Vaughn's as much as it became a case of Boykin winning the spot. And then in terms of practice squad, again, you you got six on the uh, on the on the fifty three man roster, uh, and again, you're talking about a guy who is one dimensional, and he's not. He his Tyler Vaughn's is one dimension, wasn't good enough to make the fifty three, and he doesn't offer you anything else. Um, you know, it's it's a tough break. I mean, I'm I'm not right. trying to rip the guy no. because I, I I don't believe he deserves to be ripped. But you're asking me what kept him off the team was a very highly competitive spot and he just not doing didn't do enough different things to uh you know push one of those guys out of their spot and jason just to uh let you know vons is not signed anywhere so he is currently a free agent so hey keep your fingers crossed maybe he does end up on the steelers practice squad at one point throughout the 2022 campaign barb schleisinger from mesa arizona I was checking out the depth chart, and neither place kicker Chris Boswell nor punter Presley Harvin III nor long snapper Christian Kuntz have backups listed. In the event of an injury to either Boswell or Harvin, or heaven forbid to both of them, who would kick or punt in their place? You know, that's uh, this is some somewhat timely question from Barb, too, because of what we saw happen to the Bengals uh, in the opener, and their problem was with their long snapper. Um you know, Mike Tomlin has been asked about this uh, quite a few times, you know, about the identity of these game day emergency specialists. And, you know, his answer has been that there is a plan in place. Those guys know who they are, uh, who would be the emergency whatevers, um, and they know um, and they work at it. But he declines to name them because he doesn't want those individuals um to have to answer a lot of questions about it before the emergency would arise. For example, let's say, 
you're the designated emergency punter. So, you know, daily now, because COVID restrictions in the NFL have been lifted, the locker room's open. So, you know, the media, they're kind of bored one day. They don't have anything to that comes to mind that's pressing. Hey, or in the case of, you know, just having the team win a game as a result of uh, one of the emergency specialists on the other team committing some mistakes uh, that, you know, swung the outcome. They decide, hey, let's go talk to Tom and find out what he thinks about being the emergency, <laughs> whatever. So they start asking you questions, and then the the uh, story kind of grows legs, and it gets into your head. And now that's all you're doing is thinking about that. And so then if what if, if it actually happens, then you, you don't have the mental freedom to just try and go do what's going to be a very difficult assignment in the first place. You're thinking about... Oh, God, what's going to happen to me if I mess this right. up? So, um, you know, uh, it's let me just say that there is a plan, uh, but it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of like hot dogs. You like to taste the hot dogs, but you don't want to know how they're made. You <laughs> no, know, I don't. So so there is a recipe uh, in place for this, but um, we're not going to get to know how, how it's actually going to be made. Bob Krebs from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Will the Thursday night game in Cleveland against the Browns on September 22nd be on TV, or will it only be on Amazon Prime? Another timely question, being that uh, following this uh, home opener Sunday against the Patriots, the Steelers following the next game, the third game of the regular season, is a Thursday game uh, in Cleveland. So uh, the answer uh, to Bob's question is yes. Thursday night games will be televised free in the local markets of the teams that will be playing. So since Bob lives in Pittsburgh, he will be able to watch the Steelers on a local channel. And usually that's something that, you know, the the uh, local stations will bid on in some way and they, they get awarded it. And I don't really even know which station will have it. So I don't want to say, you know, which one it might be. Because, again, it might not be them, but it'll be one of the three or four major stations in Pittsburgh. Now, the problem with that is, is that I don't know exactly what uh, is the definition of the local Pittsburgh market. So, for example, if you live in uh, Indiana, PA, or um, Donegal, or uh, somewhere in West Virginia, or somewhere in eastern Ohio. I don't know if that qualifies as a local market and the game is going to be free or not. So, again, I can tell you that the game will be televised free in the local markets of the teams. Uh, Out-of-market viewers will only be able to watch Thursday night football on with an Amazon Prime subscription. And our final question today comes from Darren Hudek of Phoenix, Arizona. With the 2022 season now underway, the Steelers have played eight straight regular season openers on the road. If that isn't a record, it's awfully close. Seeing the benefits of home versus away games, psychological and otherwise, for a league that craves parity, how can this be allowed to happen? Well, um, you know, it's 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 one of the uh, one of the benefits or whatever you want to call it of um, the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh uh, sports market. And that is this, because of the proximity of PNC Park, which is where the Pirates play, 
and Acrisure Stadium, which is where the Steelers play. You can't have both teams playing at the same time because of the, you know, the geographical uh, issues and the shared parking lots. And so uh, the way it works is Major League Baseball schedule always comes out way, way, mm-hmm. way before the NFL schedule. And part of the NFL schedule is dealing with issues like this very one I just described in cities or markets where, um, you know, the, there, there's shared space. Um, now, I don't even know, for example, I don't know if any of the listeners or you have been to Kansas City, but Kansas City, uh, Royal Stadium, and I don't know what that's called, an Arrowhead Stadium, um, they're very close as well. Now, um, they're, lo- they're, they're built on a large open tract of land with lots of parking lots around it and everything. It's not anything like the North Shore, which is, you know, city of Pittsburgh. Um and so I don't even know if that would uh, be able to uh, have a baseball game and a football game at the same time. But so the re okay, back to Pittsburgh. The reason that the, the Steelers have been on the road is because the Pirates have been at home uh, on the weekend after Labor Day, which is when, you know, the NFL season opens. Now, what I can't tell you is that uh, Major League Baseball already has released its 2023 schedule. And the Pirates are in Atlanta on Sunday, September the 10th, which is the Sunday after Labor Day. So I would, uh, you know, I'm pretty willing to bet that uh, the Steelers string of opening on the road ends next year. Well, that's a good news to hear because I was going to say if the Pirates are home again in 2023, we could always just try to petition the city to disband the baseball team. And that way we could get a home (laughs) game for the Steelers. I don't think the city would miss them much. Well, um, that's that's Tom Offerman right there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, talking about this disbanding the pirates. The major, yes, I'll put my yes. name on that. I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> um, okay, you know, and uh, best of luck to you with that. He's Bob Labriola. I'm Tom Offerman. Thanks as always for giving us a listen here. If you have any questions for Labs that you want to hear answered, get them into them now. You might hear them next week. This has been another edition of Asked and Answered. Thanks as always for listening. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.